following program is rated NAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. This week on the 5-Minute Warning. everybody out there in the world of the internet welcome to a new episode of five minute warning of course it's your boy ruben here every week like i always am and of course my main man ag on the side what's happening y'all how you doing ah man you know it's all right man it's so so i know we were talking about it a little bit but man i'm sorry when i hear the opening and mo b be going on about mama about about Michael oh, not believing in Black Jesus, man. I lose it every time. I wish you had. I wish you would have the edit a little bit longer. I, yeah, I mean, did it be like five minutes? Oh man, because I, I had to I had to have a cutoff for you, man. <laughs> and then you know, honestly, as I was listening to that and cracking up, I was thinking about what he said last week, and I might have to update it to that. What did he say last week? Well, he said a lot of stuff last week, but what did he say? Um, about the um. Oh, shit. Now, see, I, I had it, and it was funny when I was thinking about it. But um, when he was talking about the um, jumping out of the plane, man, Oh, the, the question <laughs> is, why didn't everybody else jump out with Exactly. That was hilarious. Oh, man. Oh, hilarious. man. That's, I mean, I feel like that you could go back and just do a whole hour of just clips of Moby. We've already discussed this. I know, but that joke. Oh my god! I mean, why do you think? Why do you think nine out of ten intros is Moby? I mean, because the dude is late. Exactly. Oh, and since, he's, and since he's not here, I can call him the franchise. Of course, I call the franchise to a face. Yeah, okay. But, you You're know. that guy. <laughs> I guess I am. Oh man, but how's your week, bro? How's your week? It was good. Well, first off, before I get started on anything, uh, shout out to Shelly Rowe for reporting. And hosting such a good women's tournament. And shout out to LSU and uh, Kim Mulkey for uh, winning, the, winning the whole thing. They did exactly what they needed to do to win. They did. So congrats to them. Yeah, shout out to them and possibly the worst officiated championship game. Yeah, it I've was. Especially in the first, the, first, the first half. I'm like, what are y'all doing? We're not here to Look, see you. I. T- I know, right? Man, it was terrible. It was so bad. Bro, the technical? Get out of here. Man. Really? She rolled the ball I mean, away. but, you know, I have seen, I have seen, you know, especially in college, I have seen people get a tech for throwing the ball, but I haven't seen anybody get a tech for a phantom curse word. She never she said anything. anything. Exactly. I was like, what? So it, it was, it was, it was bad. It was bad. And, and, and I guess one more thing, yo, man, can they like determine. What's, Moby, what's up? And what's not? What's going on? For God's sakes, man. 
some people were getting maimed out there and then somebody was flopping and getting the foul call and I'm just like what? Cause Cause I, was, I, mean, I, was tell, I, I was telling Lauren it'd be different if they had history like bad blood yeah but they didn't and it's just like what are you doing but anyway anyway man look LSU did it I, I appreciate them doing what they did they played a good game uh, they did what they had to do to win good for them yep yep and of course Moby's in the house what's going on Moby you know just chill word word Watch hey, one of the worst officiated we were just talking about games that. ever just talking about that <laughs> and and I feel like the referees owe LSU an apology. And the reason I say that is because LSU is the better team. Um, I thought they were going to win the entire time. But um, thanks, referees, for making the story more about you being terrible than LSU, you know, having a great... I mean, it was so many good stories for LSU. And I mean, I just... The fact that the first thing I pulled up when I, you know, pulled up stories from the championship game was people talking about what the referees' names were. I should never know what the referees' names are. But that technical foul, um, one of the worst technical foul calls ever in the history of basketball. There's no way you call a technical foul on her for saying absolutely nothing and rolling the ball behind her back. That's that's literally what the technical foul was. It was she rolled the ball behind her back. And I mean, I'm wondering if this is similar to the men's game where the referees that do the final four are the highest graded referees throughout the year. To me, it looked like they were just more concerned with having women officiate the game than having the best officials at the game because if these are the best officials women's basketball is suffering because of that based on performance he's not wrong yeah j- just based on that performance I have no idea anything I have no idea what goes into picking the women uh, or, the, or the officials for the game no idea whatsoever so that that was a blanket statement but if that was the best they need to they need to throw the shit away and start all over from scratch. He's not wrong, man. I mean, based on what we saw for 40 Just minutes. based on that performance. Like, that was awful. The first half officiating was awful. And I think the announcers after the game said something that I thought was awesome. I think it was Monica McNutt that said it. She was like, I would have loved for the officials to just actually go and talk to the girls and say, hey, we realize y'all are getting physical. Can y'all just back off? Like, give a warning before before you just, like, barrage people with foul calls for seemingly nothing in the first half and then go on, like, an eight-minute stretch in which you didn't look like you knew you had a whistle. Truth. You know, that's the funny part, right? Because, I mean... Because that... Every basketball game I've ever seen or been a part of, that's what happens. Like, if the referees are like, hey, man, it's getting physical, they literally say, hey, hey, y'all getting too much. Like, we trying we trying to let y'all play, but no more of this. I mean, because I think they came out the gate, like... I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, I mean, I went and took a piss, and all of a sudden, like, six people had two fouls already in the first quarter. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and look, man, I'll say this. None of those girls didn't look like they couldn't go. And just by watching, 
I mean, I watch. I probably watch more Iowa than I watch LSU because Clayton Caitlin Clark was actually on TV quite a bit because you know she's the best player in college basketball. But yo, man, you say what you want. Sagano down low for Iowa. She she be she she be throwing them bows, man, and big, she don't that's care. That's a big girl, man. That's a big, big girl, girl, man. And, and she be, you know, I think one one thing that was impressive before the final four, and we'll get off this subject. She had taken two dribbles in the whole first four rounds of the tournament. So literally, she catches it, and that shit goes up, or she passes it out. And you know, if you in the way, you catch that. But I did see a couple flops, and I was like, "Bruh!" And they called fouls. I was like, "Come on, man! We out here in women's basketball flopping. This is what we doing." LSU, yeah, man, it's basketball. You gotta make it look good. Oh shit! Gotta make man, it look what? good, man. Oh man, that shit was the worst. And I was like, and it was horrible flops too, man. Because then they show that joint in slow mo, and it'd be like. And I was like, come on, man. Like, y'all were some dudes out here flopping. Yeah, that's how you play the game, man. This ain't street ball. (laughs) This is organized basketball at its highest level. You got to be able to flop too, baby. (laughs) Just saying. Well, I mean, you know, the only thing I will say is congrats to LSU. I hope Angel Angel Reese comes back, man, because she was talking that cold cash shit. You know, in the fourth quarter, when you've been sitting most of the second half, you know, you're giving the whole John Cena, you can't see me to Kaylin Clark, Kaylin Clark, and she didn't say nothing. She was like, whatever. Ain't nothing to say. I, but you I was wondering, did, did they have words, or is it because of what she said about them the, uh, the night before the game? Because they're like, are you going to defend them like you defended South Carolina? She said, no, nah, we ain't going to defend them that way. And well, because they're like, a different team. Huh? Because they're a different team. I realize that, but I was wondering why she was all up in her grill. It's like... No, because she's always... So, Angel Reese, had, she she be talking that cold cash shit. Anyway, like the whole season, she be talking that cold cash shit. And, and, it's, and, and that's, that's her game. So, I ain't exactly mad at it. But I will say this. And I mean... You know, when you when you on top, you can talk you can talk that cold cash shit. Well, at the end, however, she was extra. Yeah. However, you know what she should have been like. I was telling Moby earlier, what she should have been like is thank you for being South Carolina because had they not beaten South Carolina, South Carolina would roll those chicks by forty. Would have hit them like with that, did. beat them down. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> man, it would have been bad. It would have been like oh three well, times. They wouldn't. Have, they wouldn't have beat them if they played like they played against Iowa. Because there's a lot of things that South Carolina did wrong to lose that game, especially in the last three minutes. It was bad. Nah, they played nah, poorly. Man. They did. They, I'm not saying they ain't played poorly. I'm just saying they wouldn't have they, played bad against uh, LSU because uh, they, they they, they know them. them. They know them twice. Okay. Like by well, my, the point is to me they had they had three or four chances to win the game. At the end, like I said, with like four minutes to go, I saw some things that I was like, "Really? Very uncharacteristic." And and then, and yeah. you got to stop the ball. They let Caitlin Clark do whatever she wanted to do, and it was just like y'all act like y'all can't stop the ball. And then and you didn't want to you didn't want to fight back when they got you out of position, so you couldn't do what you had. Man, I would just bully them all night, and I was like, "This is the South Carolina I wanted to see." I don't think so. So South Carolina also couldn't hit a shot. 
It wouldn't have mattered if they had done the first two things correctly. And they didn't. You're absolutely right. But I mean, it's something to be said. I think Iowa kind of got in South Carolina's head by letting them shoot. You know, it, it, it was kind of one of those things where it was like, yo, they, they letting us shoot. And may, yeah. maybe we can't shoot. Yeah, they're working. <laughs> yeah. I'll they, give you that because, because the girl with the girl uh, that had 21 at halftime, they act like they didn't want to guard her neither. I mean, she was torching them, and they just wouldn't guard her. I was like, you're going to guard this woman? Yeah, said, she had okay, five, that's what you she had five threes at halftime, man. I was like, bro, y- y'all need to at least put a hand in the face. But then they start putting a hand in the face. You'll I just mean, drop it in her face. It was too and late, like, man. It was too yeah, late. she was hot. Well, see, here's the thing. Like, LSU make, what, five threes a game all year? Yeah. Like, that's what their average is. They played extraordinarily and, out of mind. And, and, and look, Iowa, let's call it what it is. Iowa is like a modern-day Hoosier story. Everybody other than Caitlin Clark. And what I mean by that is there's nobody on Iowa's team that's athletic. There's nobody on Iowa's team that does anything exceptionally well, like, physically. They're fundamentally sound. They can all shoot. And they got a big girl in the middle. But as far as like, can they go out and guard you man to man all game? Hell no. They're not going to guard LSU man to man, period. So they basically were like, we're going to stay in this zone and we're going to dare people who usually don't make shots to make shots. And they happen to find the one girl tonight, fifth year transfer who basically had the half of her life hitting five threes. I, you know, if I'm Iowa's coach, I'm going, hey, yo, if that's how y'all going to beat us, we'll live. I mean, because she scored like she scored like 23 points or something for the game. Yeah, for the game, like 23. So, like, you take her out, they don't win that game. So, so I mean, it's one of those things is, you know, it's a good game, you know, Nobody expected that final to be there anyway. No, nah. so it, it was real talk. It was it was I, right, you know. I just I just think, wish the refs wouldn't have messed the game up. Yeah, for me because the refs because it. I I thought the game was going to be good. I thought the game still was good up until that technical foul because that killed the momentum. When that technical foul happened, on Caitlin Clark just destroyed the momentum of the game. But um, yeah, the Angel Reese thing is a public relations thing and. No, no, no. It's a public relations moment. Like, and I was I was telling Winner because Winner was like, well, people on the internet are saying that um Caitlin Clark was doing the you can't see me thing when they play at USC. And I'm like, she did do it, but she did it more like passing moment because the U because you know, South Carolina's fans were in full effect. They were they were up on her, she made a three. That's a moment. And when I was saying Angel, it's a public relations thing. Like Angel Reese needed somebody in in her corner or somebody on the team to say, "Hey, it's okay to do the gesture once. It's okay to do it maybe even twice. Not the whole. But when you do it on the free throw line, when you follow her at the end of the game, because she's not responding to you. So it's not like she's looking at you. It's not like she's saying anything back." Because now, to the public eye, because Lord knows, not a ton of people watch women's basketball. There just there just aren't a ton of people that watch it all the time. So to a to a a, a person who maybe hadn't watched basketball all year and was watching the championship game, all they're going to see 
is a team of black girls antagonizing a white girl who's doing nothing in response so like that's uh, public relations wise i'm like yo i get in a heated moment you're like hey you did this to them hey you can't see me walk away but when you're following her around doing this and then in the whole post game celebration you keep doing it's like you just don't know the audience like you're you could have had a moment that would have made you bigger than this. Like you could have done it one time. You could have been in a press conference afterwards. You could be like, hey, Caitlin Clark clearly had the tournament of a lifetime. But, you know, in a moment, she couldn't see us as a team. But instead, you decide to do this the entire time. Say me like a total of 36 times in your post game thing. Because Winner was like, hey, I like her. She doesn't say I a lot. I'm like, you're right. Because she's saying me a lot because she's talking to her stuff in a third person throughout the entire interview like it was it was a media relations nightmare if you're like somebody who has to defend like why it looked like looked because look i'm all for trash talk but like from the outside looking in the world the world is just gonna be like them lsu girls are classless and that's not I don't really think that's what this was but that's what it looked like because Caitlin Clark didn't respond didn't look at her and I'm sorry when you're saying you can't see me to the girl who just set like every fucking scoring record in women's basketball tournament history it just seems weird like it's like yo you did beat Caitlin Clark your team did not you not one time did you guard Caitlin Clark not one time did you score a bucket. Actually, there was there was one time where she made a layup around Caitlin Clark, and then she did the gesture that said, you're too small, which she is because you're 6'3", and Caitlin Clark isn't. But on the very next possession, Caitlin Clark goes behind her back, step backs, and hits a three. And it's like, hey, some people you can talk out of their game, and some people you talk into their game. And I feel like Caitlin Clark is the person that you talk into her game. Like, just let that dog lie because she coming back next year and I don't know if your team which is going to lose like nine people really want to smoke with that girl because Caitlin Clark going to be in the gym tomorrow shooting jumpers that's just how it looks like she's wired like you know what she doing tomorrow she going to cry tonight she going to be in the gym tomorrow shooting jumpers and you still going to be on Snapchat with your six foot lashes and I hope you in the gym working hard. I, she a hard look. I love Angel Reese's game. I've watched about six LSU women's basketball games this year. Cause like I said to y'all earlier, I've watched more women's college basketball than men's. Angel Reese's game is legit. You ain't Caitlin Clark though. Like it, right now, it's Caitlin Clark, <laughs> and then it's the rest of you chicks. It's Caitlin Clark. Then it's the rest of you women. Like, and that's no shade to you. Like, every once in a while, there comes a player that's just that much better right now. And she's Steph Curry of the women's basketball right now. She she she's here. You're here. Now your team, your team is way better than I was. Way better. Like they've been riding Caitlin Clark. Like they built that team around Caitlin Clark. So I don't want to say like these other chicks can't play basketball. I'm just saying the team is clearly built. It's Caitlin Clark and then a whole bunch of other people that it's are like there. To, to, yeah, that are there <laughs> to make her look good. 
But if you drop Caitlin Clark on any team built like a SEC basketball team, a talent, oh shit, k- k- kill it. They, they go win. They win. <laughs> <laughs> they, they win. Ah <laughs> oh, man. Woo. I mean, yeah. It was a good game, good championship. Next year, I I have this feeling that they're going to be in the same like holiday tournament. I, and, I hope I hope Angel Reese been in the going to be in the gym all, all man, season. Caitlin going to be there. <laughs> I swear, if they get a if they get a shot at LSU next year in the regular season, it's going to be not pretty. It's just going to be not pretty. But I'm sure, they'll go out of their way to try to schedule it too. Yeah, man, they I need bet, to. They I need bet to. Caitlin Clark's gone to the AD. Yo, I want LSU. We can go to LSU. I want them next year, and they will be like, okay, man. I I feel like Caitlin Clark, one of the people, is like, yo, we can go to the YMCA tomorrow, Angel. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We we could like she's just a hooper. Like the the ultimate compliment to her is. She is a hooper. She is like a Kevin Durant. Like, one of those people that I'm just like, I don't think you care about shit else other than playing basketball. Like, you yeah. came out... Like, yo, a lot of similarities to Kevin Durant. Like, and, you know, this is a women's issue, so we're not going to talk about just basketball right now, but when it was like, you know why it seems like Angel Reese, like, does the makeup and, and all that? Because she was like... Because when black athletes, especially women, do things, they, they get admonished her and they get the whole masculine thing and she was like but it don't look like Caitlin Clark done did her makeup in like six years and I was like you're right and nobody ever says anything about it this is like she's a hooper but remember the comments years ago when the Rutgers women's basketball team won I forgot which which guy got in trouble for Imus. yeah you know what I'm saying said, said all the, the I'm like and she was like, but that doesn't happen to, to white women athletes. And I'm like, you're right. It doesn't. Yo. And then I'm done. Then we got to move on. That's it. That's it. Yo. Black Patricia Adams on one today. That's you can't fun. see me, Kayla. Ain't nobody come to see you, Otis. <laughs> Oh, actually, oh, she's, 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 she's like, can't nobody see you over them lashes. Oh, God. <laughs> well, in her, in her defense, to her, it seemed like most of the team was wearing lashes. Just saying. Yo, man. And actually, the one the, the one black girl uh, uh, that Iowa had on her team, she wore lashes on Friday night. I mean, well, uh, once Thursday again, night. So it, it, goes, like, it goes to my wife's point. She was like, it feels like the black women feel like they got to try extra hard to hold on to femininity when they're playing sports something that it doesn't seem like the white counterparts have to because i'm like you're right caitlin looked like she rolled out of bed put her hair back in a ponytail and was like let's hoop because <laughs> that's probably how she feels <laughs> it's like kevin durant it's like kevin durant don't even brush his hair he basically just like hey look i show up with my little ass backpack on and i go play basketball i don't brush my hair I, I maybe don't even brush my teeth. I like playing basketball. That's what I do. <laughs> oh God, it's so wrong. All right, is it though? So it's funny as shit. Not gonna lie, cause cause he, I be looking at him. I'll be like, bro, can can you get somebody to get your ass a brush before you go on TV? I mean, cause I'm just. We're all I waiting mean, for the guy to cut it off, man. 
I've been wanting that for ten years. And they, they, I don't even know if he's going bald. I feel like his hair (laughs) has gone on strike against him because they're like, nigga, you don't do anything with me. Like, you got too much money not to have somebody brush me. Like, (laughs) like, even if it ain't you, have somebody brush me. (laughs) I mean, or at least do this, bro. He can't. He can't. I, he can't. I he, know he, he would sad. cut himself. Don't even worry oh, about it. Do you, do you do you know how much money that Kevin Durant is passing up on? He could be an ambassador for that Dax wax hair grease. Just put it on one time, brush it. If if Kevin Durant came out with some waves, one game, just one game, and then did a Dax wax commercial, that shit flying off the shelf, bro. Everybody gonna be like, bro, if that shit did that for him. I know my wave game gonna be tight. <laughs> oh god, that's hilarious. By the way, I just got the intro. Thank you. Yet again. <laughs> I mean, get it. I'm just saying, man. Make you get paid easy. too much not to have a brush, bro. That's not. That's all I'm he saying. He don't care. He just, I mean, yeah. I know that, he don't. And that's the yeah. thing. But that's what we respect about him. Like basketball people, like we respect the fact that it looked like don't nothing matter to Kevin Durant other than just a good pickup. Game. Have you ever even seen him in his off time? with a woman or another partner or however he flows have you ever i've never you, seen you don't, you don't see no i see him with the ball and his of, teammates yeah you don't see no footage of kevin durant doing anything other than playing basketball or walking into an arena to play basketball <laughs> and when he goes to dinner he goes with basketball players unless he's got this woman or man on the qt i mean i mean on a dldl i mean I'm just saying, this is like this dude is just like basketball all the time. So yeah, Caitlin, Caitlin Clark and, and Kevin Durant have a lot in common. So it is what it is. And the WNBA can't wait for Caitlin Clark to get there, boy. She's Go. a new superb. Just saying, man. Oh, oh, she's gonna be. They can't wait. She's gonna be better than superb. That's what I'm saying to you. I didn't think it would come this fast, but I just saw. I just saw the future. Her ad- man, her basketball attitude enough. However, it's just going to shape WMA. I will say this. If she doesn't become more mentally strong, that won't happen. Because that's the other reason LSU won today. Because the two offensive fouls that she got was out of frustration. So just, just to throw that out there, she needs to get a little bit more mentally strong. Because you think that that competition that she saw today is not going to ratchet up when she goes to the next level? You're high. She needs to get it together. Because what she did to score to 40... And the other, maybe 41 or whatever it was, no one was guarding her that way. No one. And I told Lauren the day before the game, I was like, if they don't get all up in her like a freckle, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, she did what it had to do. So that's the only thing I look for her to get better at is mentally. The the basketball part, that's a foregone conclusion. That chick is all world. All right. So let's go into the question of the show, which I'm super excited for. Um, so each week we'll be doing different show topics and this week, um, is no different. The first one is respecting your parents sometimes more like giving them a participation award, AKA if make sure I get this right. Are you respecting your parents just because they birthed you or are you respecting them because you should respect them? So, I started off by saying, you know, 
I can honestly say my parents for are pretty cool. They don't be doing no crazy stuff in public. They ain't embarrassed to nobody. Themselves, me, or anything else. However, I've seen some people, boy. They take their kids in the store, or they take their adult kids in the store, and they just can't seem to get it together. And, you know, we've been brought up, at least I I would take all, all three of us. I, I feel confident enough to say it. All three of us have pretty much been brought up to respect our parents and respect our elders, and we knock about do no crazy shit. You know, in the in the store. Now we don't respect them because, you know, one day semen went to a vagina, hit an egg, and guess what? Poof! I came out. We respect them because you know we're raised to respect them. And then, for the most part, I would sit here and say our parents ain't done nothing super crazy to the point where we feel embarrassed being in public with them. However, you know. Like, I've seen kids yell at their parents. I've seen parents treat their kids like they were second-class people, you know? And a participation award, if we're at the point where we're treating our parents like, hey, you're just a you're just a life donor, I'll put it like that. I mean, what, what are we doing out here? What you got, AG? What's your opinion on it? Well, my opinion is it's, it's, it's got to start from poor parenting. That's what I'm actually talking about. Because every parent doesn't deserve to be respected, yet we always find ourselves respecting our parents, even though they didn't do a very good job. A lot of that comes from just how it is, how God made it. You're going to respect your parents. Poor parents generally will tell you that God said, respect your parents. Good parents will also understand you can't go around pissing off your kids. So for me, I have a problem with a parent that, that plays the respect card, but you sodomized me all my childhood. Are you freaking serious? Really, bro? I lost my virginity to you, and then you're telling me I got to respect you? Fuck you. But see, I'm not allowed to say that. If you Why talk not? to other parents... Who said you're not allowed to say that? See, that's the thing. You're an adult. No, 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 no. See, <laughs> see you're, you're an adult, but you're not. Because even though your parents might have done that to you, there is still an air of respect because that's your mom or your dad or sometimes both. Both of them had you under the staircase like Harry Potter, but you still feel as though you're less than. Now, that's a lot of power to give someone. If you disrespect that power, you're disrespecting everybody around you that's under your charge. And by all estimation, like Moby tried to say, why do I have to do that? But see, that's not the real point. The point to me is we're compelled to do it. And it takes a lot for, for a child to say, fuck you, you're wrong. It always does. So you have a lot of momentum and a lot, and with that momentum comes responsibility. And a, and a bad parent will, will play that card. And they're not responsible with their power. So the idea that they got to respect you, the idea that other parents pile on, baby, that's your mama. You only got one. Well, she's only got one of me. Fuck you, too. But it never goes that. It doesn't carry It doesn't carry the same amount of weight. This, this woman lying in his uh, casket, right. this woman lying in his casket, 
has dogged me, ruined me for every man or woman or partner I'm ever going to have, just destroyed my life or helped do it because at some point you make your own choices, but put me in position to have a horrible life. But I have to pay for this funeral. I have to pretend like I loved her. And all y'all motherfuckers know she, she destroyed me. All of y'all do. Everybody, half the people in this room knew what was going on. But I can't say that. Then I'm the asshole. I, I think I think you're mistaken respect for like. No, I'm not. I'm not. And, and well, I mean, I think I, I feel like your interpretation of respect and well, your definition of what that is is confusing to me because I think you should respect your parents just for the fact that without you them you wouldn't be here and i mean that on a physical level like like you don't but you don't have to like or you don't have to pretend that they did anything well like i mean if if your parents were completely awful like hey i respect the fact that without you too i would not be here and that's where the respect ends like i don't feel like anything because i feel like respect top to bottom has to be earned i don't believe in as you call it a participation trophy for parenting like i i think if your parents were completely awful to you your whole life there's nothing that says as an adult you should treat them w even well like i mean but i think treating them well is more for you you know that's that's the whole forgiveness game like you forgive them for you not for them but yeah i don't think there's anything like i don't look at anyone with shade when i see them necessary or talk bad about their upbringing or talk bad about how their parents were because a i don't really know because it ain't me and b i have seen and been involved with people who had fucking awful parents and them trying to appease like what the outside world thought they should be doing for their parents like hindered them as an adult like to the point where you're saying like you know yeah everybody knew their parents were terrible and people were still saying oh but you know you only get one set of parents yeah and they got a shitty pair so why do they need to hitch their wagon to that like at some point in time i think as an adult i think when you're a kid it's different because sometimes when you're a child there's really no way for you to constructively navigate through that but I think when you become an adult, like I think, I think women that say they have daddy issues, I think that shit is stupid. And I think men who are like, oh, well, my dad wasn't around. You're 35. You've had plenty of adult years to fucking figure this shit out. Like, I don't, I, I think at some point in time when you become an adult, you become responsible for your own actions and your own outlook on life. And if you can't figure that out on your own, I think talking about your parents is just a cop out. But no, I, I do think, and you're right, especially, especially in our community, because we, we black people do tend to be like, look, I know your daddy a crackhead and, and your mama tried to sell you for a rock one time, but those are the only parents you're going to get. So you got to treat them nice. But that was all I was talking about. Yeah, so I get what you're saying, but I think you can respect them as people still. You don't have to like them, though. Hmm. That's interesting. I mean, well, I, 
so like I have I've seen some of my friends you know treat their parents with a lot of not respect um but like cause I always feel like that every 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 child should have some modicum of fear of their parents I'm not saying like the fear that's like going to like oh my god I'm gonna lose like a limb but like a fear like you know at any time you might see the right hand of fellowship and that's gonna put your ass in place you know and I feel like that from what I've seen from I, I don't know if I want to say this I, I don't want to say a generation but from what I've seen there's a whole lot of not of that and I always go back I've said on the show before like the Chris Rock thing when you call your grandmother mom and your mama Pam I mean that, that's the thing man and I, I, I don't know if I can seriously say that's in our community only I can say that I've only seen that in my community in our community but I mean it's I don't know man it's, I just feel like I, I worry more about those parents who your kid's cool but the parent go and show out like in public like unnecessarily you know like those those parents are the ones who I'm just like bruh like come on man why are you doing that to your kid and then next thing you know your child has so much resentment because they don't want to take you nowhere because all you do is act like an ass everywhere you go and that happens I mean as Moby can attest a lot in sports you know your kids your kids are in sports and all this other shit and then next thing you know you know just like we had this segment about the rec league yo I mean they're parents who just live vicariously through their children and those are the parents where I'm just like you know what the hell just like I don't know like like when you're like when Moby was talking a couple weeks ago about the um the the all-star game and they had the banquet and there were some moms taking their kids like the mom was the date of the of the kid and it's like you need to know your role <laughs> like it's cool for you to go <laughs> but not like oh my god it's my prom date <laughs> what like yo bro that's come on man and that's and for me that's why i'm kind of just like i feel like yeah there, there's some parents around here who just aren't parents you know they shouldn't I, i'm not saying like like i don't know because my parents are my parents and don't get it twisted they cool and everything but i'm not tell, telling my parents my deep dark secrets you know I mean cause every parent probably goes through a thing with their kid so what's up I mean how's that virginity going and then as a guy you kinda just like that's really none of your business wait a minute every kid goes through that I don't know about every kid I'm just saying I'm, I'm saying that some kids yeah, probably go through that I ain't had no you had a talk I mean yeah I had to talk I mean 
Mo- some kids have I, to talk. I, I, had a, I, had a, I had statements. I, I never had no talk. <laughs> <laughs> On no back and forth in my house. It was like condom, no sex. All right, keep moving. No, nah, my mom was pretty. My mom was pretty much like, if you get somebody pregnant, you gotta leave. Not the first time. I, I ain't raising no other. I ain't raising nobody else, kid. Oh damn! And then she walked out the room. It won't no back and forth. We didn't. <laughs> yeah, we, we we didn't discuss shit anything. It was, it was just like, hey, you get somebody pregnant, you can have to find someone else to stay. And then you know she exited the room. That was that was it. That was her whole sex talk. Yeah. And, and then there was that time she found the condoms in my bag and she was like, hey, next time you give me your bag with dirty gym clothes, take your condoms out. And that was it. It was it was no no back and forth. It was, I'm just saying my, my mom's never been much for like conversation about shit that, you know, she ain't really debating with me about. It was just those were generalized statements. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, it's just I, I do feel like there are some parents who 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 do do a little much. And when I used to work in a business around parents, there are some parents who do a little much, and the kids are embarrassed to be around them. And it's just like if I ever became a parent, my goal is not to be that parent. Ain't that, ain't that everybody? Go. That was probably their goal at one point in time too. I'm telling you, man. Something happens when you get kids like they they by you trying to be on a team you gotta you gotta realize that they not on your team like sometimes the enemy is within <laughs> like you know like when I, I hear like I'm when I coach my football players I'll hear them saying stuff about their parents you know they, they be in their little cliques talking about how lame their parents are and I'd be like yo daddy was probably cool as shit until you came around <laughs> I mean, I I guess Kid, kids I, like look because you can't like I don't think you can be a good parent if you're still trying to be a cool parent. The two can't go hand in hand. So anytime you see that oh that parent cool, then they probably lacking on something in the parenting department because you can't be on their side. Not you wrong. can't be on the terrorist side without being a terrorist Not yourself. Wrong. He's already done that before. Didn't you see that coming? He called them insurgents, man. Yes. I Look, any anybody that's on your property that is causing damage and irreparable harm is a fucking terrorist. So you love the kid, you love terrorists? <laughs> There's no other. There's nothing else. Like, I, You're I love them. my You're little terrorists, terrorists right now. but they terrorists. You kind of do. I, I love you them. I'm not house, on their right? side though, because they not on mine. Well, we, so you're harboring criminals now. You're harboring criminals now. At all. I, I, I give them. I give oh them a place God. to stay. I do give them a place to stay. <laughs> yeah, this, yes. this question is never. You got to keep your enemies sense. close, Ag. <laughs> <laughs> Because see what y'all y'all are talking about people that actually deserve respect. Just because you think your parents are I lame mean, when you're nine doesn't mean that they're not going to be cool when you get to forty nine. Oh, I addressed your issue when you're saying like you know, look, I've known people who had shitty parents, and there's nothing, there's nothing that I think they should respect about them other than the fact that they're human beings, and you got to give them 
the basest respect of human beings which sometimes the best way you can respect them is to just not fucking talk to them or deal with them ever in life right and that's what I was saying about that's what I, I mean, was saying <laughs> actually, the spirit of the question for me I'm glad you said that because what I'm actually saying is our society does not allow that to happen easily like if you you had poor parents and they needed a place to stay and you was like yeah you're good I, I'm not doing that you're going to have to find your own way. I'm not going to do you bodily harm. I respect you, you know, that God made you. But I'm not going to help you either. I don't want what you gave me near my kids. Society doesn't allow you to do that easily. Even though you earned it. So that's all I was saying. Yeah, I, mean, I, th I think people just don't want... Like, I think a lot of people, and I think it's important in life... I feel like everybody knows it wouldn't happen, but that moment you realize your parents were just people. They, you know, because I think sometimes when you're young, if you if you had a good childhood, hopefully, your parents didn't do wrong because they were your parents, and then they hit this moment where you had clarity. Was like, nah, nah, they be fucking up too. Like they they just people too. But when you're a kid, your parents are awesome. When you have good parents. And unfortunately, when you have bad parents, you don't know what that whole idea of your parent is a superhero is. And the rest of the world just wants people to feel that. So we don't like the idea of bad parents. So we kind of justify everything in our head like, well, they're not that bad or it could be worse. Or you want to make amends with them before they're gone. Because ideally, most people don't have... 100% shitty parents so we don't we just don't have it in our grasp to think oh maybe that parent really is just like 100% irredeemable like maybe we should just throw that mom away maybe maybe that dad just well society really ain't got a problem saying the dad ain't shit but he's not wrong he's not wrong we don't we don't not to, say what. To, to throw a mama away you got to earn that shit. Like, we need receipts as a society. Like, seriously, there have been women who go to court for custody battles who are two days out of a rehab center and still get custody of the kid. Like, we we have really, really, really unrealistic views of mothers. We just want all moms to be good moms. Therefore, we see all moms as redeemable. We don't necessarily give that same grace to dads. Like, because once we've established that a dad ain't shit, man, he got to jump through some amazing hoops to get back in, in good graces with anyone. Once the world has deemed you as an effed up dad, it's over. But like, you know, mama just fell on hard times. You know, you got to understand she was stressed. Do I have and, to? She had a rough upbringing. Do I have to though? <laughs> no, no. But that's what society. That's that man. You know how hard it is to criticize a well, mother. That's the participation award. That's what we're giving her. Yeah. So, but see, you you said it to parents. I don't think we give it to dads. <laughs> well, I think it's easier to do so with dads. But I'm just saying, in general, especially when you start. Well, this is this is what I found out when I was younger. This is the lesson I learned. If you are having a problem with your parents, the last people you need to talk to are parents. Oh, that is absolutely Because true. all they're going to do is never listen to what you say 
and say, baby, that's the only parents you got. And that's that's putting it lightly. A lot of, I, I knew a lot of parents just got pissed off at me, talking about, what in the world, blah, blah, blah. And again, my, my, my parents were great. But I'm just saying, when you talk to parents about parents, you're barking up the wrong tree. Yeah, because all parents know what it's like to have terror. Oh so we, we like, hey, it can't be that bad. It's got to be something you did. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm just saying. No, I mean, look, that's my, I even, I know I have that bias too. Like if a kid were to come to me and be like, talk about all the shittiness of their parents, I'd be like, yeah, but I know you too. And, um, <laughs> like, like the, the fact that you saying your parents ain't shit, ain't really that surprising considering I'm looking at you and they say the apple don't fall far wow. from the tree, but I'd be like, they gotta be doing something right. You breathing, ain't you? They you know gotta be like, doing you got something right. You breathing, ain't you? Okay. <laughs> it, it, that, I'm so glad you're saying this right now. Look, that, that I, look. I've literally heard, heard people say that. Like, you know, it don't matter if they hit you, neglect you, or do anything. I mean, you got food, you got a place to stay, and nah, that shit. That shit is a participation trophy. Like those. It's like that Chris Rock thing when he was like, you know, you you supposed to do those things, like. You shouldn't get awards for that. You're supposed to do that. Insurgents. All right. Yeah, Terrible. that's awesome. I agree. I agree, your front man. That that's that's really funny is. as hell. Every time it he really says is. this, like he's harboring criminals. I'm just, I, I just I just want y'all to tell me when I start lying about it. No, no, no one's gonna I tell don't. you that because it's true. <laughs> I just want you to understand. And I think you do that. You are you are funding the Taliban right now. I know, I know, I know. I mean, look, America did that for exactly. forever. Like, I'm saying, hey, you send them to schools; so they can get smart and be lawyers and doctors and accountants and whatnot. We didn't. We didn't always hate Saddam Hussein. Like, we didn't. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, hey, funny. Just saying. So yeah, yeah, man. Parents. I'm just. I'm just hoping my terrorists don't go out and terrorize somebody else, and I can't wait. Until one of them has some terrorists they own, so they can understand. Yeah, so so I can fund their terrorism. <laughs> like that—that's why—that's why grandparents like are really, really nice to the grandkids because it's really just like, yeah, payback. We 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 want your terrorists to be even more equipped than our terrorists were, <laughs> and you are my terrorists. So I got. I gotta make sure they have it easier to terrorize you than oh, you had shit. to terrorize me. That's fine. Oh shit, that's hilarious. Oh wow. All right. Did we did we answer the question? No, there's no answer to the question. Sorta. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, respecting your parents sometimes more like giving them a participation award. Now I, I about to say that the answer to that is depends on the parents. Cause some parents it's entirely a participation trophy. Some some parents, if you, if you're good parents, you you earn that respect and that that respect. And you know what? Sometimes you earn so much respect that you get to be wrong. Sometimes, like my my mom get to be wrong all the time. She she, she was wrong about my age for a year. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir, that is, is called black Patricia Adams. <laughs> <laughs> see black Patricia Adams stuff like this. I remember in high school, I was I mean, feeling myself after a night of drinking and being reckless. My mom said, you ain't shit for acting that, acting like that. I said, you're the asshole that had me. Wow. And then you got an instant and permanent face. There it is. 
There it is. At Black Mortician, see, my mom blessed me early on in life with saying, you can say whatever you want to me. You just better figure out how to say it respectfully. And I thank my mom for saying that because I had to get real creative with my comebacks. Because my mom would say shit like that to me all the time. Or my mom would like decide she was going to blame me for a stretch mark or talk about how great things were before I got there. And then I would, sim- I would simply oh, make no, the statement, well, mom, I was not there that frightful night when you had sex with wow. my dad. <laughs> I thank you for because I greatly appreciate my presence on this planet. But I did not give you those stretch marks. Your axe did. <laughs> your axe did wow yeah frightful That's night because I'm I'm, I'm 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 assuming they did it more than once and unless i was just you know awesome like well, i do, mean you just, do, you do identify awesome. as awesome you said that last week i do i do i do identify as awesome i mean and i oh, respect geez. you for remembering <laughs> that <laughs> i'm glad i don't have a yeah. participation trophy in your life sir <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Frightful, right. sir. Frightful. Hey, look, for her it was. Like, for me, it was awesome. Like, I mean, best thing that man ever did, as far as I'm concerned. Wow. So <laughs> much said in that one sentence. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm just saying, I mean, he might he might have accomplished a lot of things, but I, I mean, I feel like I'm clearly the best thing he ever did. What about your brother? Yep. Never good. To say. Oh, never good. Wow. First time. Okay. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I mean, he might be more. He might be more accomplished than me. He might feel differently about that. I mean, he's entitled to his own opinion, even if it's wrong. All right. <laughs> we gonna go ahead and, and pivot from here. What's on your mind, Ag? You know, what's on my mind is actually a question. What's up? When you're watching a sporting event, like you know, when we watched the uh, um, the championship, the women's championship game today. By the way, whoever sang that uh, national anthem, oh my, that was amazing. But my question, as I thought about it, and I was like, my question is, and this is not political at all. However, should do you stand for the national anthem when you at home watching the event on TV? Hell no. Are there people out there that do that? Hell yeah. Okay, because I didn't really know the protocol. What's the protocol? Protocol is your damn house. You do what you want. Okay. Hey, look. I don't even know if our house stands for the national anthem when we go out no more. I'd be looking. My my wife ain't stood for the national anthem since I've known her. Okay. And and I'm always in this flux where it depends on if I'm paying attention. Because I mean, if I've you pay attention. To, they usually tell you it's happening. Bruh. I be in my own world sometimes, man. I have, I have sat through a national anthem and not even known it was going on. Like, oh, I've just I paid attention to the national anthem, but not paid attention to the fact that everybody else was standing up. Or sometimes I've stood up with protocol. You know, sometimes I just become a, a, a sheep and I'm just standing up because everybody else standing up. Sheep. <laughs> Hello, shit. We standing up. All right, cool. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I mean, it's your house, man. I don't think anybody's going to sit there and give you shit if you're not standing up. And if they do, kick them out. Yeah, I, mean, I was about to say, it's your house. 
Okay. <laughs> I just was wondering. It just, it just dawned on me. I said, wait a minute. Do people stand in the national anthem when for the national anthem but, when they're home? But I, I am pretty sure there are a sect of people um, who live in the southern part of the country. Oh, that ain't just southern. That yeah, ain't just know, southern. Right? I'm pretty sure there's a lot of Midwest out there. I'm pretty Not sure there are a lot of assumptions I make about those people too. Like I'm pretty yeah. sure they got multiple guns. I mean, because <laughs> it's funny. It's funny because <laughs> Missouri is considered like. Uh, not not Missouri. Uh, is it Missouri? That's not a state. Um, Missouri is a state, sir. Yes, Missouri is a state. Yeah, yeah. They 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 think they in the South, and I'm thinking to myself, no. But you are in the Midwest, so y'all y'all bitches crazy too. So yeah. Um, but yeah. So nah, man. You okay. do what you want. Just I never stand up. Spy got in my house. Well, I'm not gonna stand in my house. I mean, I do stand up when I'm out. However. Depending on how I feel that day is whether I put my hand over my heart. It's fifty fifty. I ain't never I I can't think I don't think I put my hand over my heart for like a national anthem or anything since I was like in elementary school. Like it's yeah. it's weird because like standing for the national anthem at a sporting event I've never even I never even really thought about it. Because Every time I was doing that is because I was in the event, so we're already standing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like, as a spectator, when people were like, I saw people sitting down, especially when the Colin Kaepernick thing. When I saw people sitting down, I was just like, oh shit! I never even thought about the fact that I could just sit down. That's a nice observation. It really is. Like I never even thought about it. I'm like, damn, I could just be sitting down. Like, ain't nobody telling me I gotta stand up. Black Morticia Adams just looks around to see who else is sitting down. Always make contact with that one American boy, Bill, who called me the N-word at least three times before he blinked. <laughs> not wrong there either. <laughs> Again, it's not necessarily about that part. I just was saying, you, you know, when you when you, the national anthem is playing, do you at least stop what you're doing or do you stand up or whatever? But I was just curious. At my like, house? Hmm. Hell no, I'm doing what I want to do. Stop, I don't even stop what I'm doing. Especially at the house. Okay. Most yeah. of the time, I don't... Because I know sometimes like, I go to the I say, Most of the time when the National Anthem comes up, that's when I'm like, okay, let me see if I need to get something to drink, go to the bathroom, because now I'm about to get settled in. Well, most of the time, the shit ain't on TV. And, <laughs> I mean... It, yeah, I was surprised when I saw yeah, it. Yeah, basketball's different. Football, they if it's just on TV, it used to, Remember, we went through that a couple years ago when they were putting it on TV because, you know, whatever. Um, but they don't put it on TV no more. It usually happens like five or ten minutes before the, at like twelve fifty or you know ten minutes before the game gets on TV. Nobody cares about it anymore. Everybody used to care, but nobody really cares about it anymore. Basketball, the only time you really see it is on big events like championship games and stuff like that. Like you don't really see it during the finals unless it's a game seven. And that's it's because nobody, everybody's involved. Nobody ever really cared about the national anthem. Until somebody said they, until somebody made a statement of why they weren't gonna stand for the national anthem, yeah. Then everybody started making statements about it. I thought it was funny when they were like, "Yo, Marshawn Lynch never stood for the national anthem, whole career, never stood." I never knew that. Okay, yeah, he never stood. He was always sitting down. He just never. Nobody ever asked him though. They said Marshawn Lynch never stood. He was just. He always sat down. Was eating the skittles. 
Yeah, but I guess nobody. <laughs> I guess what is sitting down and and kneeling are two different things. So everybody's like, well, he never sits. He never. Sits. Everybody sits down. I'm pretty sure a lot of people sit down. Well, know, I, I think it was a couple. I think it was a couple weeks before anybody even had noticed Colin Kaepernick wasn't standing. Yeah, and then somebody asked him. Yeah. And that, and once he made the statement of why he wasn't, then everybody all of a sudden cared about America. Apparently, like his or the <laughs> troops. Like I, I guess you know the national. I, I never knew the national anthem was synonymous with the troops, or or if you cared about them. I just didn't. I thought it was a national anthem. And I thought most people who were troops would feel like they were fighting for freedom, not fighting so you would stand up for a goddamn song that sucks. <laughs> and Moby with the hot thing of the day. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the national <laughs> in, in our in our in the national anthem's defense, it doesn't sound any worse than anybody else's. No, it doesn't. But I mean, is anybody Okay, I'm not saying patriotic people, but I'm saying is any any music producer like listening to the national anthem going, boy, when they wrote this, they were some goddamn geniuses. The melody on this is amazing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> never fail. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't never see that coming at all. <laughs> never fail. I'm, I'm saying, AG, you, you're a producer slash engineer. When you listen to the national anthem, do you go, man, this is a goddamn timeless, catchy tune? No, I do not think of that at all. <laughs> I think of other musical things, but catchy tune is not one of them. Exactly. <laughs> He's not wrong about that part. That's why it's funny. And I'm like, if the military was going to have a theme song, can they get a better one? Can we get them? A, can give? Can get them an updated one? Yeah, I'm just saying, if, if they can pull, if they can pull commercials for Jonathan Majors because of an a- accusation, can we update the song just because we know that second verse exists? Well, see that—that's a whole nother show. So <laughs> that third verse is problematic for white America. It's just so we're gonna move on. <laughs> Which is funny because I'm trying to remember the third verse. Oh, it's a mess. It's it. a mess. Ah, it's a mess. Well, it, it's never been sung out loud on any public it stage, but it exists. But it was made. We're only, <laughs> the people that sing the national anthem most of the time, I don't even think they know that they're only singing a third of the song. They're leaving out a third of the song. I think for time constraints. No, it's not that, sir. Nah, nah, it's more messaging than anything. It's 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 on uh, brand, but it's off brand. I'll just leave it there. Oh, fun times. I'm just saying. I guess I have to. I got some homework. You kind of do. Just Google it. It's well, all good. W- when you read it, you'll probably be like, "There's no way this actually goes the rest of the Kinda song." Kind of does. No, I'm just saying. Like when you read it, though, you go, "Ain't no way." Well, if you keep, if you leave it in context, it's a, yeah, it's but a whole the, lot of ways. But, the, but then you think about the time it was there written, you go, go "No, no, shit makes yep. sense. Lines up." There you go. Anyway, that's all my what's on my mind. Thank you all for that. All right. <laughs> no problem. Ain't no. Glad we can help you out. Yeah, I've learned that the National Anthem is awful. <laughs> always. I mean, all they need to get Diddy to do is remix that joint. It'll take still that, be take bad. That. It'll still be bad unless you, it, by remix, you mean like he makes a new song. I mean, that's what usually happens anyway. Put Black Morticia Adams comment on that. That's hilarious. Uh the cannons. This shit slap. Francis Scott Key was in the studio and like, dropped them cannons. This shit slap. That's hilarious. Oh, shit. Cannon. 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 
right, Moby, what's on your mind, bro? Uh, she, she was like, we're going to kill the mixtape circuit with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, man, what's on my mind is baseball. Yeah, no, I know that sounds like I'm joking, but it actually is on my mind. Like, I, I'm actually trying to watch baseball. Really? And I don't know. I don't know. It's because I was like confined to the attic for a week. Or... <laughs> Wait a minute. Confined to the attic? You on punishment? It... No, nah, man. Well, I mean, I guess. I mean, I was on punishment for COVID. Got that Rona. I get it. So that it was, you know, they was like, hey, um, you can't talk or see anybody. You got to stay in the attic. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I'm trying. I'm trying to get back into baseball. And and weirdly enough, it was a story that made me want to get back into baseball that had nothing to do with actual baseball. So since I think 2018, the Dodgers have actually been paying have actually signed a player to a zero dollar contract for the last five years in a row keep that health care and yeah yeah andrew tolls to keep his health care and i was just like man too bad they don't publicize shit like this because this is an actual good story can you imagine if the nfl did that for players (laughs) with all this cte stuff that we got going on like let's just sign you to a zero dollar contract because we care about your life i mean and I was just like, well, damn, who's Andrew Toll? So I went down like a rabbit hole and started like trying to research stuff. And, and, and then I was like, man, you know, I did used to like this game. And then they, they did all these rule changes that I just found out about. The hell you been? Man, look, man, I told you, man, I was I checked out of baseball in like 2003. Man, like, but was it was just, a talk of spring training. What did he just tell you? Once man? again, don't you gotta don't you gotta care about something to wor- worry about the preseason of it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I at least <laughs> hope you would have like ran accidentally ran into the shit. But my bad. Okay. I, I'm just saying, like, if they did a rule update on, I don't know, pole vaulting, would you know about it? No. Exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I didn't know about the rule changes. And I'm like, okay, they, they're trying. They're pretty awesome, actually. Some of them. The, the rule changes? Some of them, yes. Yeah, I mean, they should have been made a long time ago. So the damn nerds that ruined baseball couldn't, you know, keep killing it. What? I'm just saying, the nerds ruined baseball. They're trying to ruin basketball, too. I don't hate analytics. I just hate the people who think it's a religion. Like analytics is a tool. It's not the Bible. Please, please stop trying to do everything based on numbers when people are involved. It just, it doesn't compute. (laughs) There's a variable in there and there's no formula that can solve the variable of human. They try. (laughs) They try. But yeah, man. So I thought it was a good story. I'm trying to get back into baseball. It's hard. Let you know it's hard because there's a lot of a lot of people that don't speak English and playing baseball and not saying that that's an issue but like it's really hard when they getting hype on an interview and I can't understand what they're saying I want to be hype with them but like what I do identify is like Dominicans and like the Dominican baseball players are basically what New York was to basketball, man. 
they basically just they talk shit they have fun they don't give a damn about unwritten rules like and i'm just like why haven't we embraced this shit man because baseball is like, an old white man sport that's why so was basketball at one point in time well, all i'm saying is <laughs> you're talking about a sport that used to be and comparing it to a sport that still is I know, but I'm just saying, like, eventually all those dudes are gonna die. They're not dead yet. But then they then yeah, they birth they people that learn the same rules. This is never going away. But but here's the thing, young white folk ain't really watching baseball well, that's either. Kind of the problem. So 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 basically young but young white folk do watch basketball. Like a lot of them watch basketball. Even if it's just in, you know, clips and they'll try to tell me that the professor should be in the nba because he can dribble and i'm just like yeah there's a little bit more to basketball than that but i get it he he's y'all he's y'all's hope right now he's the savior <laughs> but um yeah man they need to embrace this shit man like seeing all these latino dudes these big ass gold rope necklaces talking shit hitting home runs and, and saying shit in spanish as they're on their way to home plate that i can't understand Hey man, it's kind of cool, man. Like it, it makes me want to get bilingual, man. I really, I really need to, to get my Spanish game up, man. Because I feel like if I, I feel like if we had mic'd the baseball players up and we had a translator for the shit that they were talking, baseball could take off, man. Because like we just one real shit talking expert away from caring about baseball. So you're saying we need an anger translator? we do we do we need people in baseball that we hate we need people in baseball that we love because right now we just got people that play baseball <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> right now we got people that just play baseball that is it's so true it's funny <laughs> that's, hey, that's all we got just play baseball. we just got we got and look the shit's hard and they play it really well but there ain't no emotion. There ain't no hate. There's no Patrick Beverly of baseball. Wow. <laughs> true. You're not wrong there. That's you are true. not wrong there, sir. I mean, we, we got a LeBron James, but I mean, do we really hate? Does anybody really hate Aaron Judge? I don't know. No. I mean, he's just he's just bigger, stronger, better than everybody else. Like, it's not even a hate. It's just like dog you fucking play for the Yankees that's that's like the only thing anyone can really hate on him about is you play for the Yankees <laughs> and that's not even your fault they paid you a lot like a lot of fucking money like I mean I hate the Yankees but you pay me that much money shit I'm gonna shave all this facial hair off <laughs> I'm gonna be in the pinstripes I'm gonna be sitting up there with Derek Jeter and be like hey whatever you did I'm trying to do half of it for three times more money. Oh shit! Ah, oh, you stupid man. Yeah, so that's what's on my mind. Baseball, man. I'm trying to get back to America's pastime, and America's pastime needs to embrace this Hispanic takeover. And we just need some more shit talking. We need more shit talking. You know, we we need an MLB street. You know what I'm saying? We <laughs> we we need an and one mixtape for baseball. That's what we need. Is that what we need? I don't know if that's what we need, but God damn it, I'd watch. <laughs> if, if you had some random fat black guy standing on, on the field, 
commentating like they did at the Rucker back in the day. Every time somebody did anything, bruh, giving nicknames to, to random things, bruh, I would be all in. All in. You know, it's funny that you bring that dude up. It's amazing nobody ever runs into him and nobody ever complains about him being in the way. I don't know. Just saying. Because he is complain. all up he is all up in that shit. You don't, you don't complain about the dude that's making your name? I mean, like he's in the middle of them field, middle of them court. Yeah. And everybody's like running around him like he And you know why? Because that guy's voice <laughs> makes black people hype. And that's all baseball needs. They need a universal voice to get them hype. Like, see. Hispanics have had it for years in soccer when somebody scores a goal, that motherfucker yell, go! Yo! And they all get it. It gets them hype. Baseball does not have that. We need that. Fat man school, Kirk Clan. We, we need somebody to hit a home run and we need somebody to say something so catchy and loud that people just get hype. Like, we need something to know. Like, even if you ain't watching the game, you hear this and you know, oh shit, somebody must have hit a bomb. <laughs> like we knew when that dude said, oh baby, we knew somebody either got their ankles broke or somebody got dunked on. That's wow. and that's and that's all we cared about. <laughs> Fuck the score. We want the highlights. <laughs> I can't do that with you, man. Is that not what and one was? Fuck the score. We want the highlights. Not wrong. And think about how people are consuming basketball now. They say people don't even watch whole basketball games. People just want they want the highlights. They want to see the dude get nuts on his face. They want to see <laughs> the dude get crossed up. They want to see they want to see a step back. They want to see Steph Curry shoot a shot and then go in his car and start it before the bitch goes in. You know what I'm saying? They want to see that. <laughs> That's impressive right there. <laughs> oh, man. that's what baseball oh. needs they don't need somebody some geek talking about war or whip good call they Sorry. don't need anybody talking about wins over replacements or oh look at the shift they got 17 infielders on the left side they can't do that anymore I know I know which I know. is awesome I'm, I'm with you now I've, I've been studying okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you know, I need I need baseball and MLB to call me up. I got a few ideas. <laughs> I'm gonna need them to get you know flexible, but if they're willing to listen, I'm willing to help them grow. I mean, not that they really need me because they make it more money than they ever have been before, which is crazy considering that nobody not on Social Security is really watching. This guy here is hilarious. All right. You good? Yeah, I'm good. All right. Just go baseball. Go baseball. <laughs> go baseball. So, a uh, couple quick things and we'll get up out of here. Yo, man. So, um, I don't know if y'all heard, but a dude named Antoine Davis from Detroit Mercy almost broke Pete Maravich's um career scoring record 
for the NCAA men. You know, he was four points short. And he decides... I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Black Mortis Adams. I would pay so much fucking money to have somebody on a broadcast say that shit. That'd be the last <laughs> thing to say. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Just like some of y'all baby daddies or edges. That ball is out of here. <laughs> Man. It'd be a whole bunch of- <laughs> that dude wouldn't make it halfway to the he would make it to the next out. Black Mortis Adams, you might you could save baseball with that one sentence. And you just job at the same time. Hey man, you know what? Some legends are remembered forever. Oh Jesus Christ. Even if they own one line. <laughs> Alright, so I'm sorry, continue your thoughts. You're fine, man. So Antoine Davis for Detroit Mercy was four points short of bringing Pete Maravich's record. And this dude was pissed he was mad he was bitching he was complaining because Detroit Mercy did not go to a postseason tournament in order for him to break Pete Maravich's record he was saying shit like you know they don't want me to break his record you know whatever basically saying y'all white people don't want me to break his record cause I'm black whatever whatever he was coming out with nah motherfucker they didn't want you to break your record because it, you are 4-19. You didn't qualify. You got to have a winning season to qualify for any postseason Did fucking you say tournament. Did like, oh, 14 and 19. Okay. Bitch, 14-19? some goddamn games. How about that? <laughs> you know, don't sit here and bitch and complain. I don't see how you can hate from outside the club. Yeah, you can't even get in. I mean, <laughs> this dude's like, he basically was saying all these white people don't want to break Pete Maravich's record because they could have invited me to the CBI, and he said people didn't want me there. No, nigga, you didn't win enough games. Hold That's on. why you ain't there. I'm, I'm. Have there been teams in the CBI with a losing record? Like a sixteen and seventeen? Yes. It's hard to justify 14 and 19. Like, look, I can stretch things, but so far, but 14 and, oh, it's five games, bro. Like, and you are four points short. I'm going to say that's a whole bunch of a you problem. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say about it. Because, like, if they were 16 and 17, they probably would have invited them and be like, yo, come break this shit, and hopefully you can go on a run. Maybe you can get to the championship. Whatever, whatever. 14 and 19? That's not even 45%. Like, I need you to do better. And, like, he was complaining about that. So I'm just like, hey, dude, how about you win some fucking games? Like, if you weren't scoring all the damn time, maybe your teammates would help you win some games. Or, or maybe his teammates just ain't that good. Well, that's apparent. Yeah, 14 and 19. Somebody ain't good. I'm just saying, Ruby, you, you getting mad at him. Like, I mean, would you rather him come out and be like, hey, I would have broke the record, but these niggas suck. I would have rather, <laughs> rather him said that than try to blame the CBI for not inviting him. I don't know, man. He still got to be on campus with them dudes, though. I like, mean, <laughs> fuck, he ain't going nowhere. I'm sure he sure somebody asked him a question about the record. And he was just like, I mean, these niggas suck. Like, I mean, what you want me to do? Like, I, I, I'd love to still be playing basketball. Unfortunately, these niggas I play with never started playing. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you scored 3,600 points, man, in four years. 
Like, I'm kind of hoping that you would have did something. But hey, it is what it is. Sounds like he tried, Ruben. <laughs> it, it, he, he really did give it the good old college try. Hey, man, all I'm saying is Kobe's last game, they made sure that motherfucker gets 60. That means his teammates were like, man, fuck you. You ain't more important in this game. game. So I would then say his team sold him out. Because if you, if you know you need 38 points in this quarterfinal game in the tournament to break the record, I would have fed you the ball. If, especially when we know we won't go win. It's you that got the ball all time until you can break that record. Can, can we be honest now that Kobe's dead about that that last uh, game? <laughs> Did the other team even try to play defense on Kobe that game? Of course not. It was Kobe. Exactly. So you can't give him the same argument because I'm pretty sure the other team won't be like, all right, you're so close to the record. We're going to let you drop 40 on us just because. Man, all I'm saying was if they had lost, if they had lost 85 to 43, he would have scored 38. That's all I'm saying. Because there's sometimes where the the team has to put something else in front. Of, I mean, they knew they sucked and they knew they won't go win. So at the very least, at halftime, you could have been like, y'all, we, we down by 25. We ain't winning this shit. Yo, let's get this shit to Antoine. And he would have shot every, he would have shot 30 times in that, in that half. If I had something to say with it. So you can hit that damn record, get out, and then we can move on in life. Now he got to be up here on bitching because he didn't get invited to a CBI tournament in which your <laughs> team went 14 for 19. And not just, it's not even, I mean, it's an all right tournament, but it's like the only tournament they could he could have went to. Because all the terms are like, well, you got to have a winning record. This they invite who they want, and they, I'm, I'm you know, just saying, bro. He he just he just wanted the record, and he probably got asked the question. Well, he should have just been like, "I didn't get enough done." Sorry, <laughs> keep pushing. But he had to sit there, bitch, at a conference at a tournament that didn't invite him. I mean, once again, as I mean, you just said, can, can two try to get the be, club. Can two things be true at the <laughs> yes. same time? Thank you, because because because. They probably really did want him to break the record. And and his team probably didn't deserve to be playing no more basketball. So two things could be true at the same time. Because <laughs> uh, Pistol, P- Pistol Pete, that's, that's another one of their ones right there, man. Like, yeah, in their defense, Pistol Pete was right bad, man. Oh, no, 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 no. You know, it, it was... Who we watched Ruben when they talked about Larry Bird being a white guy, and he was like, "No, no, 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 that's the white guy." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the white guy. There's a difference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pistol I mean, Pete was another one of those. You know, that was the white guy of the time. Yeah, he's the white guy in college. Larry Bird is the white guy in the NBA. Because I would dare say his NBA career was a little bit better than his college career. I mean, yeah, Pistol Pete, you know, unfortunately played for the Hawks. Yeah, his 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 NBA career was not good. I mean, he got hurt and he played for the Hawks. So, um, <laughs> I thought he played for the Jazz first. Yeah, he played for the Hawks oh, too. I, so I didn't realize that when they were in when they were in doomed. Atlanta. Yeah, I think they were in Atlanta because they had now their jerseys were dope because it was that blue and lime green. It was dope. Oh. Man, that sounded like some. I took a picture stuff. of that. That sounded like yeah, it sounded like some. I couldn't see color stuff too, but you know. 
I'll take a look at that journey. Also, the other thing is, look, man, then I'm out. Look, I understand you getting your money, and I understand that um that that you know what? Sometimes you just gotta be in a be in something to get paid and and whatever. And Lord knows I'm not counting your money, Quavo. But bro, I mean. I'm trying to I'm trying to put it together and maybe he's just expanding his horizons being in this movie. But he's in that new movie on Peacock or whatever about literally it's Stomp the Yard but gospel style. Praise this or yeah. something. So it, and Quavo's in it and I'm thinking to myself I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out why he would like I hope he's himself. But then again, I'm just like, why would you be at a gospel throwdown like that? I don't know. I, I, I mean, I just gotta do what you, you gotta you, do. You think they paid him for it? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> if they paid him for it, I'm pretty sure you just answered your own damn question. Yeah, I know, man. I'm just like, <laughs> I was just like, I just sat here, I was thinking, I was like, is that Quavo for real? And I'm thinking to myself, nah, it's Quavo well, for not- fake, but they paid him for real. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> but I was like, you know what? He's not in the church, so, all right. But no, I saw that and I thought that was interesting. Yeah, hear this? I believe that's called. Not that I'm shouting him out or anything, but I'm just like, I thought it was weird that Quavo. Did. I didn't realize. I just thought it was weird that Quavo was in a a stomp the yard gospel style, which I thought was weird. But hey, I guess it'll be good. Michelle's in that too from Destiny's Child, so we'll we'll have to see how that goes. But. Thank you for listening to our brand new episode of Five Minute Warning. We once again join us every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you to AG and Mo B. What is that in your background? Never mind. Thank you, AG and Mo B. And thank you to everyone who listens to us live and who will be listening to us on the podcast as well. You know, tell a friend, tell an enemy, just tell somebody about us. And of course, like I said, Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to light up your night. And guess just, I mean, baseball's about to be on on Sundays. And, you know, those who listen to this ain't watching that. So join us. We're much better. Oh, that's those journeys. Ooh. Yeah. Look like some off that, um, that, that, um, that movie with Will Ferrell. The ABA joint. Oh, uh, oh yeah, it does look like yeah, yeah, I can't remember the name of it. The Tropics or something. Yeah, that's exactly. it. Must sounds like some ABA stuff. But you know, once again, we will see you next week. And as always, peace, love, hair grease, soul, and deuces. Email us at five minute warning nineteen at gmail.com. And also leave comments on Facebook and Twitch. Search 5-Minute Warning. Contact us on Twitter at AG underscore FMW podcast, RB5Men Warning at FMW 2019. Contact us on Instagram, Moby5Minute Warning, AG underscore 5-Minute Warning, RB5Men Warning. You can listen to the podcast at Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of The Five Minute Warning.